Okay. It's great to welcome all of you to Saints Radio. And um, I uh, grateful for another opportunity to reach out. So uh, I hope everything's going well with everybody. That you uh, enjoyed your protesting last night, and that you all made it back in safely. Um, that you're well stocked with frozen water bottles and bricks and uh, collapsible batons. Maybe we should start marketing those with pneumaticas. Uh, we could put little emblems on them. Violent, take it by force. Oh, that's a good one. How would that be? That, that's a good one. Well, the Bible says that the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven, suffers violence. And um, right now you're seeing a uh, depiction of that across this great land of ours. Where... A very vocal minority is trying to take possession of major cities in our country, fully backed by uh, their own public publicity arm of the media. Um, you know, you can have you can have incredible upheaval for 50 days. Are we on? Is everything on? We're on. It's just it keeps going in and out. So it just okay. there must be some trouble in the airwaves in the airwaves. So what well, is kind of cloudy outside? I don't know if there's some storms <laughs> brewing. Our voices are getting hung up in the the turbulence of the clouds. Um just if you guys could just keep us posted if I mean if we go off the air then please somebody let us know cuz we don't need to just sit here and talk to one another. Yeah, really well <laughs> It's kind of <laughs> exasperating when we're when we're trying to do something and we don't know whether the equipment's working. So you don't want to you don't really want to talk. And you know, since we have such a massive technical crew here, that means that we're like Hooterville. You know, if something goes wrong, we have to take the mic up to the top of the telephone pole and adjust some things, get everybody off the party line, so that we can have free clearance. Maybe we should hire Teresa to come and help us with that since she's a pro at going outside at her ranch and getting on top of the camper or <laughs> climbing a tree or getting on a mule and riding out into the middle of the pasture so that she can hear us. <laughs> I think we need to bring Luke Benichon in. Luke can come here and he and Sylvie can just live here at the church. We'll give him the whole downstairs, and um, Luke can whip this technical stuff into shape, and if something goes wrong, it is not acceptable. So, anyway, um, I tell you, here's what we're going to do, just for all the ships at sea. We're just going to broadcast... We're not going to answer texts at all during this broadcast. And if you can't hear us, we'll have it put up online and you can listen later. Because we're not going to have a quality broadcast at all. If all we're thinking about is whether we're on or whether we're out or whether we're in or whether we're... It's almost like the, uh, uh, the hokey pokey. You put the internet in, and then the internet's out, and then the internet's in, and we're shaking all about. We do the pneumata pokey, and we sh turn ourselves about. That's not what it's all about. Did they only do that at roller rinks? Or did they do that out in, in general life? Oh, geez, I, that, that's not in my realm. <laughs> I don't know. Well, you've done that before, oh, right? Oh, at the roller rink, yeah, yeah about at the roller a thousand rink. years ago. At the roller rink. Uh-huh. Uh, kids may do it at school or at birthday parties or something like that. I know they do it at Babe's Chicken House. Do they really? Oh, yeah. Of course, Hokey Pokey probably is some derogatory term. 
that we're going to have to stop using. It's probably racist. It probably is, or it's some kind of uh, Mexican supremacy or something. We can't have that going on. Um, I remember uh, doing a lot of, you know, when I was a youth pastor here, we would do a lot of weird things. We had all kinds of tournament teams going with softball, and we would do all-night bowling up at the Jupiter Bowling Lanes. And then we'd all go to breakfast at Brownie's, your your dad's favorite place, which is now relocated over to Northwest Highway. And then we would do uh, we would do a roller rink. I'd rent the whole roller rink out, and we would do crazy things there, all these typical youth pastor things. And um, but that's where I learned the hokey pokey. Yeah, I pretty much lived at the roller rink for about five years of my life. You did? Oh, yes. Yes. Could you do spins and all those other kinds of oh, things? Oh, yeah. You I could? Did. Oh, yeah. I did I did a little competitive skating. I mean, I did. I, that was just pretty much my life for literally for about five years. And then when my kids, when I had kids and and they started wanting to go to the roller rink all the time, I bought another pair. I bought a new pair of skates. And I have them. They're they're beautiful. And I was cleaning out just recently because, um, for those of you that don't know this, Olivia has moved home again for a season, which I'm absolutely just very happy about. It's a it's an answer to prayer. And um, in the process of making space for her and her house. Um, I was cleaning all that stuff out, but I thought, I am never getting rid of these roller skates. Yeah. <laughs> because you never know when you're going to need them. Yeah, it Who may knows, we may have a Saints Network roller skating party someday when COVID-19 is gone. <laughs> we could do all kinds of prophetic activations. and um, We could put together a roller derby. Tool. We could do some Roller tool. derby team. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Tell me who's in. I want to know who's in because that could be a lot of fun. Oh, my goodness. We could do it like on a Saturday, ev- Saturday early Saturday evening after the seminar concludes. Not in September, but um, sometime in the future. And oh my goodness! It could be a it could be a fun time. We can all just let our hair down and listen to some eighties music and. <laughs> yeah, but incidentally, speaking of, I do I I do want to just give somewhat of a testimony in that um, first of all about Olivia. And the fact that she's she's in a point of transition in her life. I know that she's a child of this house, and she's a child of this network, and a daughter of the Lord. And um, she's a child of yours. She's a child of mine, and she's she's in a she's she's in a very um, significant point of transition in her life, and really very hungry for for the Lord, and and in a lot of ways coming back into her destiny. And not that she faded from it. But you know how it goes sometimes um, in the pathway and the journey of life. And she has stepped into the light and is dwelling there and is really um, very much um, seeking and pursuing the Lord in, in just beautiful ways. And so I'm, I'm, I mean, there's really no words for me to describe how thankful I am for that because even though I, I know that that our children are grounded and um, established by virtue of them growing up in this atmosphere and the truth being sown into them from the time that they were conceived and born um, this world can be very challenging and and she's had to find her own way and you know when you when you raise kids in this movement I, that's not a good description for it. Are we a movement? Yeah, we, it okay. is a movement. In this movement of the saints, we know, you and I know, that it requires all that we are. I mean, it is it has taken all that we are, and we've given all that we are to that. And so when you raise a child in this, there comes a point in time, and I've experienced this with both of my kids, her now, where they step away, 
and and they go into a season where they deliberate before the Lord and and experience things and and have to make that decision on their own and not do it just because it's expected of them or because I expected of them um, but they choose they choose the Lord they choose this path and um, and I've experienced that with both of my kids over the course of the last number of couple of years and it's just you know all as a parent and as a spiritual mother and I can say this about a lot of all of the kids that have been raised in this because I feel very much um, a burden for them but we never stop pleading for their destiny and for their identity and what we know that they are called to and um, I won't relent until they're all back into the fold and functioning in the fullness of what God has really planned for them and plus we know what is upon this generation and the Elisha anointing the double portion that we have prophesied and the really the the calling and the giftings that God has given to them to be the light in the midst of this dark dark world and so um, it is I mean it could be for me I could be like Anna in the temple making intercession for them 24 7 um, but uh, anyway so that's somewhat of a testimony that I I'm sharing and I'm giving thanks and praise to the Lord um, yeah and then secondly over the course of the last couple of weeks, I have had the great privilege to spend a lot of time with our young ones, with the Elishas um, that are here in this house, with Louisa, who has come here from uh, Switzerland through California, with Noah, who has come to spend some time with us and to spend some time here in prayer and worship, um, with Olivia and with several of the others, um, and just in fellowship and prayer and worship. And I just want to tell you that the Lord is so faithful and I'm just constantly just encouraged by their hearts and their commitment, their devotion. And, you know, in a lot of ways, I realize that, you know, they, they've been under this teaching for their whole entire life. Not all of them, not Louisa, but um, the vast majority of them. And in conversation with them, I, what I'm finding is like we will pray, we'll do prophetic prayer, and then we'll, we'll share insights and begin to prophesy, maybe pray over one another or whatever. But what I'm seeing is things that have been sown into them that are deep, deep revelations that really, you know, a child, it's hard to grasp. Some t for, for some adults, it's hard to grasp. But I'm seeing like the light continuously come on with them where um, a revelation that has perhaps been sown into them when they were young, um, the Lord shows them something or shows one of their peers something and we begin to talk about it as somewhat of a rhema and the light comes on and, and they get it. And to me that just absolutely just thrills my heart because I know that it's hard for them because the, the teachings that, that come out of this movement are so deep and they're so revelatory <coughs> that they have to know how to, to let their spirit lead them and let their mind come into that point of submission so that the Lord can have that work and bring that revelation into a point of application in their life. And so I've just been seeing that. It's almost like there's an anointing on that. And even with Noah, you know, Noah has been, um, he's been a student of the word for, uh, for several years now. And he and I have great conversations, just spiritual conversations. But, you know, we were talking about something that's very basic the other day. We were talking about the grace gifts. And he said, show me where that is. And so we pulled it up in scripture and I realized that there was somewhat of a disconnect in him understanding grace gifts. You know, how, you know, just the whole principle of that, even though he moves in the grace gifts, he understands the principle of faith. But I say all that to say that I see the spirit of the Lord upon them 
bringing these revelations into a point of, of understanding for them at such a young age to where um, they're going to take this message having lived it from birth. You know, they're going to take this message and God's going to light the world with it. And and that just, that just, it really just blesses me to no end. So pray for them and for those in your church. I mean, I, I would love um, for us to have a regular Zoom or something like that with all the young people in the network um, on a regular basis. And, um, but we'll see where the Lord takes it. So I just wanted to share that testimony. I think that's a great thing. (laughs) I rejoice at all those testimonies and I hereby confer upon you the, the privilege of convening, planning and convening such a Zoom. Well, lest it go out over the airwaves and these begin to crop up independent of the prophetic word that came from here. So yeah. I speak that over you and whenever it will happen, I don't know. Well, the beautiful thing about it is, you know, we're going to do this here with the ones that are here. And um, Sarah and Elizabeth McGill and K.O., who is Elizabeth's boyfriend, um, Olivia... Amani, I hope, you know, the young people, I may even pull Katie in from time to time, even though she's in a, she's an older one, Um, but. You know, we've needed a warrior named KO for a long time, because we need to KO the enemy. You remember, you know what that, you Mm -mm. know what that means? Mm -mm. You've never heard that before? Man, he was KO'd, knocked out. And that, that was used all through the 60s and the 70s, maybe earlier. You know, I said, I'm going to KO that guy. So we've needed somebody in spiritual warfare that way. I'm sorry, I interrupted. No, no. I, 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 listen, I love this young man. He is, he's a powerhouse. He's from Ghana. Uh, no, you know how much I appreciate those folks from Ghana. He's from Ghana, and he is, he, he's an amazing young man, and I've really enjoyed getting to know him, and I look forward to spending more time with him in the, in the future. He specifically... Um, when I talked to the girls about getting together on a regular basis, he asked if he could be included. He could be a part of oh, it. That's and, terrific. you know, we need these young men. And so just trying to, to figure out the logistics of it. Do we do it, you know, do we do it here, just us? And then do we do also something that involves Noah and um, the others that are in other locations throughout the world? I don't know. Just pray that the Lord will begin to define and really establish this Elisha ministry. And I know that Annette has a very strong burden and heart for this as well. And so um, just be in prayer for this because in so many of you that are listening have young people. You know, Haley, if you're listening, I know you were struggling to get in. But if you've been able to tune in, I know that you really have been praying and believing for both of your kids to um, to really step into the fullness of their calling. And and you've testified with me over the, the course of the last few years about how you're seeing that happening. And so it's, just, it's exciting. And honestly, I mean, I, you know, they always say there's a, you know, there's that expression about being with young people, you know, it keeps you young. And there is something about that. There is something about um, what they carry and just, I guess, the anointing that's upon them that, that it, it energizes me and it excites me. Maybe because I see the promise and um, the vision. And, and that vision is, you know, vision is amazing. You know, without it, we will perish. So with it, what we run the race we we um we carry it so anyway well that's great that's the story you know how much i'm happy about that well it's it's i mean it's a it's something that's still kind of in the birth canal i mean it's it's <laughs> it's it's been something that um has that I, we have watched and witnessed the lord doing just throughout pockets of the earth as we've gone out and um and I, I have learned over the course of the last couple of years that I can't force anything. 
I, I cannot make anything happen. I can be obedient and schedule and be a connect point and, and be present and, and stand and hear and obedient to what I hear, but I can't make anything happen. It's all the Lord. And so, there. Well, I, I'm just... Are you weeping over there? No, I got something in my eye. Oh. <laughs> which nobody knew until you said it, but other than that... Well, forgive me. <laughs> um, the... Um, I think it's interesting because we've known that this principle of the the generations coming together is a biblical one. Uh, we've taught on it on a number of occasions. Um, I thought it was interesting that on one of the uh, seminars in the afternoon I taught on this and it was somewhat of an odd reaction from... Uh, from one of the corners of the room but um, last night I I saw every day you know I look at um, I look at clips to see what's happening in our cities and you know it's always the same ones so I don't know if you saw last night uh, that some of the anarchists up in Portland were bringing their grandparents out and they wore these little vests and they had signs grammy says don't do this so they come out so you've got you've got a generation removed that's there and um and that shouldn't surprise anybody because a lot of the hippies and those that were in the the weather underground who set off almost 3,000 bombs across this country in the late 60s and very early 70s. A lot of them are these grandparents. So they've raised up these children in the way they were going to go. And so they're just as happy as can to be to see that even though they failed many years ago, now they've got their grandchildren out there. So it's not like my grandmother going out there. These are many, in many cases, um, very uh, very skilled anarchists from the time that they were young. And so they went up into the Keep Portland Odd area and they had their own little communes and in, in, the, in the Northwest, which is kind of bad because it's such a beautiful area and it is such a, such a de- deep deposit of the spirit. And that's why, you know, we would go up there as a saints network and pray and the enemy sure opposed that um, I spiritually am not letting letting that go spiritually but um, you see a depiction of that and I'm thinking how many pneumaticos principles you see from people laying on their face to people kneeling to now you've got the generations coming out marking themselves as generations how many pneumaticos principles have we talked about that God is doing do you see being depicted in a camp that is really being influenced by the enemy? And I saw that, uh, and I thought, well, that's being used as a public relations ploy. And, and you know, and but I saw it, and I thought this is a spiritual principle. And I think that um, I think that we have. Um, we have to press forward with the pure and the true because the enemy is well you know that i mean we we've studied about this and how the book of revelation which is yet to come um that when the mark of the beast is always linked with people proscuneoing before the enemy and so we know the enemy recognizes the power of all these things. He's trying to be like the Most High. He's, he's trying to be... The, the one thing I can't figure out still, though, is there's such power in this anarchy that even after the enemy was in, in chains for a thousand years, soon as he emerges because of 
God's mandate that he be released, the people of the earth, after a thousand years of, of the rule and reign of the Lord, will follow him as the sands of the sea, will follow the enemy. So what we're dealing with here is um, truly a satanic thing because it's been, it had been purged out of the earth. The kingdoms of this world became the kingdoms of our God. And as soon as the enemy's released, whatever measure of iniquity or injustice he has mobilizes people as the sand of the sea. That's a lot of, that's a lot of people. And so we have to recognize that what we're witnessing now is nothing new, but it's being played out in ways that are highly orchestrated by the prince of the power of the air and the god of this world who is blinding the minds of these ones. And it is so Luciferian at heart that um, we have to recognize that's the onus of the power of this thing. And so we serve the greater, but we cannot be ignorant of according to the devices of the enemy. We, we cannot be ignorant to this. And I, I saw, I don't know if you saw, and I, I'm, I'm not talking about political things. I'm talking about things that are spiritual in our country because we have to see them for what they are. There was a, there was an, an African-American woman in New York City earlier, well, late last week, I guess. And she was trying to cover up some graffiti. And the police were arresting her. And she was, she was yelling out that we need to wake up and preserve what God has blessed this country with or it's going to be taken away. And then she was talking about Jesus and it was really a weird it was a weird scene and there were others who were hecklers who were dropping f-bombs toward her and I'm sorry that that's just what they were saying I didn't say the word so hopefully it doesn't pollute your children but these are real things that are happening and this woman was shouting that Jesus is Lord and he's the one that matters and um, now I don't know that I would have done that of course God didn't tell me to do it I'm not saying whether she did it or not uh, under the direction of the Lord but what she was saying was true and we have to recognize that this is the violent taking by force battle and which is what Jesus said and uh, but there's good news as we continue to follow the principles of the Lord and we can't be dumbed down and we can't forsake what we know we're supposed to be doing even though we are still in some ways uh, under a pandemic mandate. Um, I, I, I keep telling my congregation that you know the Spirit of the Lord is just really... I don't want to say stirring me. It's almost like a lecture to me about our our people here need to be doing what they're supposed to do because this is this is a frontline responsibility for the kingdom of God right now. And I don't know how to make that happen. I, I'm asking the Spirit of the Lord to bring strong conviction and strong, uh, stirring the fires and... Um, but the point is, though, that we have to be faithful to, to do what God has trained us to do from his word because this is spiritual warfare. This has, this has nothing to do with George Floyd. It has nothing to do with Donald Trump. It has nothing to do with the feds versus states' rights. It has nothing to do with any progressive movement. Uh, it, it is spiritual it is it is spiritual and we have to take seriously what we have been trained to do by the lord but when i watch these things i watch them and i have to 
plead the blood over myself before I see them because as an American, I just get angry. And I have to separate myself from that and try to see things that are spiritual, not, not making them up, but really seeing it for what it is. And, and you know, you think about it. Didn't Jesus do this? Of course he did. Remember the time that he said to the religious leaders that were coming against him and were threatening violence? He said, you are of your father, the devil. Now, what does that mean? I know that irritated them, but this is the Lord Jesus. And he was attributing their actions to none other than Satan. He attributed that. And even when the Apostle Paul was uh, contesting Elamus's uh, attempt to to block the move of God um, in in that region, Paul called him a son of Satan, and that wasn't a that wasn't a demeaning. Of course, it's a demeaning term, but that wasn't a that wasn't a a slam. That was a description. And so what we're seeing here is a real combination between what we've studied about the Council of Seven, the fallen ones that the Bible very clearly depicts. You have Satan who is full of injustice. You have the God of this world that blinds the mind so that people don't see the truth. He dumbs it down. You have the prince of the power of the air that stirs up anarchy and controls the media not all the media, but a good portion of it. And it's a brainwashing. And you have uh, wormwood and false prophecy that is stirring up bitterness and making people drunk with it. And you have those operatives very, very clearly there. And you have Beelzebub, who's behind the scenes, um, very carefully managing the flow of where where there needs to be a point of unrest you notice how coordinated it is if some if some anarchist says something in the east within an hour and it's not just the internet the the media coverage in the west is saying the same words it's almost like there's a playbook and this is inspired by the enemy it's a doctrines of devils now we haven't quite seen other than violence leviathan and the beast is coordinating this around the world in combination with the god of this world. Wouldn't it have been Leviathan that has been instrumental in shutting the borders, though? Shutting the borders? The borders, the territorial borders? Well, he does guard the, he does guard the regions, but listen to what Portland's saying. You feds stay out of here. This is ours. I know, but I'm just saying for us is 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 messengers. Oh. Would it have been his influence that Well, I'm sure that that, that was part of the benefit that you know I'm gonna Yeah, I, I see what you're I'm saying. I'm gonna bring this this virus and I'm gonna shut them down, I'm gonna shut down put blocks yeah, on the borders. Good point. That's a good point. But then we have to be I agree with you. Well, I'm asking no, you. I, I mean, agree. I'm, I'm, I agree with I'm you. Stu- I'm but a student. Then, but then there are some that would say that the whole prospect of governing our borders um, with the wall and all these other things is is demonic. And so you have the, the two things. You have you have the nation's right to govern as opposed to an enemy influence that's trying to block the move of the spirit. But the borders that the borders that are being established in our nation are border. I mean, that's unto God. Yeah, you're right. That is. You're right. There's. I mean, there's a multitude of reasons why that needs to be established. Mm-hmm. And and it's. I mean, the least of which is to to keep the trafficking. Yeah. Um, the pollution, you know, from crossing back and forth, and so, um, I, I don't know. I just, I, I just saw that. I saw the restrictions that we've had. Now, I know, you know, somebody said to me this morning. One of our our saint saints said to me this morning, you know, I'm having a real hard time seeing God in all of this and this whole Corona pandemic thing. 
And, and my immediate response was, well, he's in it in the blood. He's covering us with the blood. I mean, that's where he is. But for whatever reason, he has allowed this. Yeah. And, and that's why it's so important for us to press in, to continue, like you say, to function and to press in and, and to hear him, to stand, to obey, to hear and see what he's doing and partner with it in it. Because, um, goodness, for over the last number of months, how many things have we talked about that the Lord has been developing and preparing and equipping and empowering us during this very unusual season to prepare us for going forward well you know where god is in this is in the prophetic words that he was saying to us that are still active about what he's doing in this year and where god is in this is that the scriptures tell us on more than one occasions that whenever god begins a work he allows the enemy to come in and to try to stop it there, the, the, and the victory of the Lord is, is uh, personified as the enemy then is thrown back. So it's a greater blessing than the one that, that we all or the people of God, when they first embraced the promise, envisioned. Right. And so that's where God is in this. I mean, I don't like the enemy being here. I've, never, I've not liked the enemy coming against anything over the years. And, you know, and again, when I say this, people kind of roll their eyes. But these things that we're seeing right now are nothing new for us. We lived them here spiritually and even in our own church and even in a lot of oppositions that came against us. Anytime God starts a thing, the enemy will come. And God prophesies this in his word. And I believe we're in that moment. So what we need to be doing and the only problem with this is, and that's not a problem, the, the, the differentiation between this and simply the principle is that the things that God declared for the world were so off the charts that this is why it is a global pandemic. This is why it is a global maneuver by the enemy because isn't that what God told us in this year of wisdom? I'm going to move throughout the world in an incredible way. And so you see it. But the sad part of it is, and I always, I hate this. I see it in the Word, and but I hate it. And I don't hate God's plan. But what I hate is that there are so many people that won't, who desire not to see it, who desire to oppose. They're just demonized. And no matter what God does, you know, and, you, and we've seen this even, even in old Baptist Sunday school. You see them talk about Jesus preaching his first sermon, reading out of the book of Isaiah. And that's wonderful. Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. And within an hour, they're wanting to throw him off the cliff outside the synagogue. Why does God allow that? Why wasn't there such a trumpet blast that it could not happen that way? Why at the end of the transfiguration when Jesus was changed and his face was glowing and Elijah and Moses had just met with him, was did he allow an unclean influence that was staging the crowd, the little boy of all things, and a weeping father to try to oppose that? Why? Why does God do that? Why wasn't the glory so great that it just blew out the enemy? God always allows this. And I hate that. Yeah, but in so many ways, I think he, he allows it for us <laughs> Yeah. To, to teach us. You know, I think about, you know, when he was walking the earth and the, he allowed those things to happen. Did he not allow that to happen, to be an example for us, to teach us, to, to teach those disciples? Yeah. To train us? I mean, I... So much of what's happening, he's looking at our reaction. He's looking at our response. He's looking at how we are responding to this. Are we making supplication and 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 making prosuke in 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 partnership with what he intends to do? See, that's a key. That's what he's that. <laughs> 
He's teaching us. See, what we should be doing with that right now is being aware of what's happening in our in our land. But we should be going before the Lord, making our declaration about what he has already said and what he is also saying now. That's right. God laughs at his enemy. That's right. Have you heard his laughter recently? Because yes. he's got a giggle going on, I can tell you that. We need to be looking beyond this opposition to what God has promised and what, what is coming beyond what we have asked or thought or entered into our mind. And that's, you're right, we need to be making that prosuke declaration. We need to be declaring it over President Trump. Now again, I know we can be accused of being political. And, and it's, it's not a matter of politics for me. It's a matter of what are the two sides saying? What are the two sides saying? And so, you know, I, I, I think that we need to be praying. It's not a matter also of what the two sides are saying. It's a matter of what does the word say? It says that we're supposed to be offering supplication and prayer for those that have the rule over us. And you can say he's not my president all day long and he see, say it backwards and in pig latin but he's still the leader of this land and we are commanded by god unless you rip that page out of your bible because it's too exclusionary you need to be praying for our leadership that we might live a quiet and peaceable life to fulfill what god wants and i i think I think we need to be saying that and praying that way. Um, but, you know, I think we are all have all been concerned in our prayers, not fearful, but in our prayers, for what all of this maneuvering and all of this demonic backlash is, is providing as a groundswell for the November election. And I don't know if you want to share about just the yeah. vision that God gave you. Now, was this a vision or was it a dream or was it a quasi in the middle? This was in the night and and it, kind of quasi in the middle. I mean, I was kind of in between the sleep and the awake. I was I was aware, but my spirit just went and the Lord began to show me. And, and you just have to understand that I don't, like, I don't watch the news before I go to bed. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't even tune in Fox News before I go. I read no news in the evening. And, and well, no news is good news. That's right. Because when I talk about he's, most, he's, he, he's really most interested in what your, your reaction is going to be. And my reaction had gotten to where I was getting angry. I was getting so frustrated with opinions. I can't deal with opinions anymore. You know what I mean? This, those just ungodly opinions. And so I had to step back. And that's been about a week ago. And so um, I don't know about these things that you've been talking about that have been happening. And um, I know I carry my ignorance very well. <laughs> But um, so anyway, so this is not really something that I've been thinking about other than I know that we have an assignment that has come from the throne of God to stand on behalf of what is happening in November. And that assignment, the enemy has tried to totally hijack that assignment. But we are going to stand as we are going to stand and we're going to pray regardless of what it looks like or how logistically it turns out and we're going to do exactly what he told us to do on behalf of what's supposed to happen in november amen yeah yeah, yeah. so to say all that that in the night i the spirit just began to show me or speak to me and and it was just so with such confidence where the lord said i am going to move in this nation and, and and it was like he was showing me that he he's going to start moving. The manifestation of his spirit is going to be seen like in waves. But we have to be alert. We have to be aware to see it. You know, we have to we have to see it. We have to call it for what it is. 
and and then he he said I'm going to do a miracle and that miracle is going to be in November and and I knew right then that he was going to show himself strong and that we would see the glory of the Lord in this land and that our intercession is reaching him and and Hallelujah. He is going to triumph. And I'm not going to say it's not going to be the end because I know that that's going to stir up all kinds of stuff. And I've even seen some things that really frighten me a little bit um, about the other side of that. But God's going to protect his anointed. And, um, you know, you say we're not going to be political on this show. I just have to tell you, I believe that it was the Lord that put President Trump in office. Oh, yeah. I believe he's got that anointing. And I believe that the Lord is in control. <laughs> and so, but he just began to show me how he's just going to start moving through this nation. And, you know, light is a greater power than darkness. And so, just, I, I just cannot encourage you enough to be in your place. Be in your position. Stand in your identity. And pray. And, and and make supplication. I mean, get in there. Get in there in the depths of the Lord and and speak forth that prosuke prosuke declaration. And we're gonna see. We're gonna see it. And so Amen. Yeah. I lay claim to that vision. And I ask that the Lord will cause that to resonate within us as a course you didn't actually write the vision but you made it plain i did write it well no what i'm saying oh, is yeah, yeah. i don't <laughs> see you writing over there no 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 um so that they that hear it may run with it and um i i think that there's power in embracing the vision and you know i i'm believing for a solution and an anointing um over this fracturing in the church and uh, you know that that whole thing i spoke about regarding leprosy and um but you know you were talking about borders and i remember when we were privileged on the last trip to be in brazil and we we had such tremendous favor from the lord uh, in reaching so many parts of the country at that on that particular trip but the first prayer meeting we had there um, God showed me some really unusual things and he showed me and I testified about this but he showed me armies of angels that were being mobilized for all of South America but the weird thing was that in, in a glimpse, and I can still see this, uh, according to God's borders, uh, the, the northern part of South America, a, a, the center part of it, reaching up through Central America to Mexico and then into what would be uh, Texas, New Mexico, and Arizona, was all one zone in the spirit and peripherally just as a snapshot I could see that this was where I felt I, I I saw up in West Virginia Ohio Pennsylvania and up into Canada that that zone which is what we were going to touch I, I saw that earlier and that's that's an entire the way God created this earth and the flow pattern, how he made this place and in the spirit realm. And um, and I, I firmly believe that the enemy is operating on behalf of those, of those borders. And, of course, he's trying to manage people. And I fully agree with what you're saying, uh, what you brought forth about how this pandemic the enemy tried to do to freeze everybody but we're going to begin to see um the histemes oh, we're seeing the histemes we're seeing 
What do you think the enemy is trying to do in fueling these various regions? Um, it's it's spiritual warfare, and some of some people who you may be tuning into this and you're you think we're way out there. No, we're not. We're we're based in the scripture. Um, I'm not telling anybody to go out and dye their head orange and run around bearing a placard. Um, but, you know, I do believe that we need to take very seriously what it is that God's saying, including this vision that God prophetically gave you. Um, and we need to act upon that. And we need to, in our prayers, and we must not be dumbed down. Now, I know, I, again, I'm talking here as a pastor, but so if this if this is you, don't think I'm preaching at you. It's okay to preach at us. Well, but people get you know the way people get. I, that's offended. okay. They need to get over that. And then they focus more on that than the no, message. That's okay. Some of you have been you've been restricted to your home environment, and that home environment is populated by a lot of people who may love the Lord, but aren't really doing what you as a pneumaticos person were apprehended by the Lord to do. And you need to take inventory in your life right now to say, have they, have my influence with them, these people that I love, dumbed me down? Am I still on fire for the Lord? Or, or at the very least, functional? When was the last time you prayed like you know you're supposed to pray? And this isn't me saying it. This is the Lord saying it. He just, we need to let this voice cry out as a clarion call because Number one, we need to be before the throne declaring what God's saying. And we also need to be, um, we need to be proclaiming into our terio and into the timetable of the Lord what's coming. And we need to be preparing ourselves for this. We, we, this is not a, this is not a downtime. This is a time for you to be equipped and readied, being busy with the work of the Lord right now, but be ready to move when we say go from the Lord, when God says go. So that's that's a word. Very interesting. So, um, I just, I, I, I love, I love, I love the Lord <laughs> and I love that in his heart is, is to give us the privilege and the benefit to partner with him through all these things. He doesn't have to do that. He, he could do it all just in the snap of a finger. But he loves so much that partnership with us. And, and he, may, he, he creates opportunities for us to partner with him and to see his hand move. And, you know, just to take that empty hand and just to believe that what he says will be. And... It's just, he's just such a good and faithful God. Yeah. He is. And he is not going to let us perish. We may see some hard times. And, but just try to keep, and we talked a little bit about this yesterday. Just try to keep your perspective where it needs to be. On on him, on on seeing beyond this. And and really stay in the spirit. and And don't let the things of this world there's a spirit there that tries to suck you in you know i can't even hardly go on facebook anymore because if i look start looking at the comment thread i it just it will suck you in in a minute and then you get all upset because of just the bipolar division and just ridiculous things that people say and just so much hatred and so much division and i can't do it anymore i mean it I have to stay sanctified and and it's the first thing that will pollute my soul and so just be really careful 
You know, there are a lot of evangelists out there that are trying to recruit for the progressive move. And they'll try to pluck it, pluck them right out of the saints. And if you're not smart and wise. Because it is a spirit. It is. And it will. It will. It is delusion. It is. And it will. It, it's so quickly. It can just suck you right in. And, you know, then you pull out and then it happens again and it happens again. And then your mind starts going there. We have got to. It, we could go in and talk about the foolish and the wise virgins here because that's a I mean that's a very appropriate topic to this we've got to keep our mind disciplined and uh, yeah so. now speaking of the foolish and the wise virgins do we need to make an announcement yeah that today? would be a good thing or do you want to do it or you want me to do it it doesn't whatever you do it you tell it Mary you know it better than me <laughs> Oh, that's such a funny story. I still <laughs> laugh about that. Um, we're going to debut a new program. It's not going to be every week, but it's going to be an ongoing thing. A seasonal thing. It's being called Seasons. And uh, we're hoping to air it, make it available for you on Friday of this week. The first se- The first session. The first session. And um, we'll just keep you posted as when the, uh, I think it'll probably happen every couple of weeks and we'll be exploring various topics. But this first one, um, and we don't know how many weeks we'll do this on this topic. Um, We are welcoming our dear sister, Stacy McGill, to join with us. And we're talking about the anointing and the oil. And so... Um, it'll be, it'll be kind of like some of the other things, like the different exhortation words, and it's not going to be at a specific time like this program is. Even like Wednesday Night Live, it comes on on Wednesday. You can listen to it. It will probably post it on Fridays. So it'll be posted on Friday, but we don't know the exact time. You just watch for it. It's going to be called Seasons. Yeah. Right? Yeah, we're real excited about it because it's... It, we're just going to be led of the spirit. And yesterday it was great because we had we had the, a resident seer here, and she had the Lord's been given her revelation about the oil and about the anointing. And then I I stood in as a prophet, and then we had the apostle, and we just we just had a roundtable discussion about it's very scriptural. I mean, it's going to be. All out of scripture where we're going to talk about these topics, but more in a conversational kind of way, uh, more in an application kind of way. And um, so don't miss that and and know that at some point you may be a part of it. So what time is it going to be on Friday? We don't know exactly when it'll be uploaded. Thank you very <laughs> but much. But I will make that. sure that I, I get it up on Facebook as soon as it gets uploaded um, on the back end. So um, but just look for it. Let's yeah. look for it. We're really excited about it. This is, I mean, this is, this has come virtu- by virtue of just really the prophetic um, leading of the Lord. So, yeah. Amen. Amen. So don't miss tomorrow, um, Wednesday Night Live. It will be on at some point. Wednesday it, morning live. Well, <laughs> and again, um, with the glitches we were having with Internet, um, that's why we're doing it this way because we want to make sure that when you start listening, you can hear the whole thing unless you've got problems on your end, which happens a lot. Um, and if you didn't have a chance to go on to on the Facebook page and see Anna Muniz's song, um, you may be blessed by that if you haven't seen it yet. Um, that's up there. And, um, but, you know, primarily, let's, let's be faithful in our intercession before the Lord. And I'm speaking to myself, too. Uh, I don't know what it is. Uh, I know in the early days, God, God sent angels like he did in Daniel's life, like he did in Peter's life, like he did in so many other cases in the Word, to kind of keep us moving forward. Because the Bible does say, are they not all 
ministering spirits and do the, are they not to 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 work with those that are called to be the heirs of salvation so those are biblical things and um and i this is very reminiscent of those early days when when we would be in prayer and angels would would be, would be very evident and i could tell that they were not understanding this over here why this was happening and why this wasn't happening and so i feel that so the only thing that i can say uh is be faithful as an intercessor and um don't use this this restriction quote unquote to restrict you from being what you're supposed to be god is relying on your partnership and that is an honor for you and so um let's be faithful amen. let's let's prosuke amen and let's declare openly the good things of our lord amen so we are past the hour and uh, thanks for joining us god bless you and we will talk to you again soon